Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. And Pat McLean. This is the final day of 2022. Yes. So we, Pat and myself typically uh, take some calls and whatnot, but today we've got a little different program. Yes, we thought we'd try something completely new after 20... How long have we been doing this? 27, 28 years? 20, uh, 27 and a half years. That, that's how long? Yeah. 27 Loved and a half years. every minute of it. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Particularly when there was always live and we'd drive into the studios. Oh, anyway, for years, we, and this is a financial program, we're going to get into all this stuff, but uh, for a number of years, it, we started out, it was on Sundays at like 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Yes. Uh, and that was pre-internet days. And we'd have to go, we'd go to the bookstore to get Barron's magazine. I remember With that. the current numbers, uh, what happened throughout the week. Yes. Those are good, good old days. Good old days. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, so today, being the end of the year, we thought we would talk about some of the, we're going to go month by month of the year in review on, from a financial perspective. From some of the highlights of. Or um, lowlights. Of what we thought was interesting. And that's a good point. Some of them were. <laughs> Obviously, 2022 was a rough, rough market. It is uh, years like this is when you pay for the great years in your portfolio. I mean, this is the cost you have to endure in order to have the great years. That's right. Years like this is when you pay for the great years that you have or will have and had or will have in the future because the markets are not a straight line, and unfortunately, no one to date has been able to figure out nobody, nobody how to time these things, how to time them. Right? They people can time partially in or partially out, but typically, one of those two things is wrong. And maybe they've timed a market cycle once, but to do it consistently is very, very difficult thing to do. So when you look at your portfolio. And you think, what a terrible year. You're 100% correct. You are 100% correct. It was a bad year. It was a terrible year. And it didn't really much matter. Where you were. With with few exceptions. Yeah, but I mean. uh, A couple sectors in the stock market, but few. Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. But I mean, if you were diversified, you had a decline in your portfolio this year. It didn't. Yeah, especially. Yeah, yeah. And some things might have declined that you don't quite aware of yet like the value of your house yes or um if you own uh, non-traded s- securities of any sort yeah so anyway so we're going to go through month by month and do a little recap review and uh of course have our little discussion as we talk about it. so starting off with january of this last year we start off this s&p 500 fell 5.2 percent in january and that's the worst start since 1990. So the month of January, the year started and out poorly. Often said, so goes January, so goes the year. Sometimes said, often said, not always Correct. the case. <laughs> Just like November, October is always supposed to be a bad month and all of a sudden. Yes. So, <laughs> and then May uh, and stay away or whatever. But inflation, uh, to no one's surprise, reached 7%. 
And the labor market reports blew out the forecast. So 467,000 jobs were added. Yeah, so uh, the labor market was really strong. Of course, not a big shock. You locked down the economy and you open things back up. You're going to have people entering the workforce again. But it was the inflation number. That was the first time that we had seen inflation as high as that, 7%. Uh, yeah, you know what you still got? Just a little commentary. We still don't see the participation rate numbers published in um, a- across the board. What's that? The partic- employment participation. Oh, I know. I don't know. It always bugs me. Right? Yeah. So employment participation is what percentage of the adult population is actually working? It's like 62% or something. Yeah, it's uh, and one of the biggest groups of dropping out of the workforce are males between ages eighteen and forty, young yeah. able young men. I don't know it's where the they strangest go. Strangest thing. I don't know where they go. Anyway, there's there's lots of vans apparently driving around the country with young men and women in it. Oh, actually, so before we move off January, <clears throat> uh, since nineteen ninety, because we had the worst January as far as the S and P five hundred went since nineteen ninety, uh, of thirteen negative Januaries since nineteen ninety, the index. S&P 500 posted positive returns 10 times from February through December. So that, and uh, after a negative January, the average rest of the year, total return, including dividends, was 9.4%. Obviously, we didn't see that in 2022, right? Yes. A decline. But that old tale that says, you know, as goes January, goes the year, isn't true at all, as we were making fun of before. But it's still something fun to say. Okay, so if if January twenty three is a good year, so goes January. So go, I mean okay. a good month. So goes January. We're all going to be excited. All right, let's get into February. Well, yeah, February uh, inflation continued to go up seven point five percent. The Fed started stating, "Hey, we're really going to be uh, needing to increase uh, interest rates," and then we saw. The uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yes. That was since February that's been going on. Wait, does it seem shorter or longer to you? It seems uh, It seems like it hasn't been that many months, but I guess it has been yeah. that many months. I don't live in Ukraine. Otherwise, I'm sure it would well, feel that. And the, well, the, what was amazing was how long the buildup to the Russian invasion in the Ukraine was. That Just watching it slowly <laughs> take place over months and months and months. So... Um, it's also the time we started to see oil prices um, yeah, increase substantially, and which obviously is another yeah. uh, oil driver hit, of inflation. Oil hit more than uh, 110 bucks a barrel, and it was a $40 increase over the last three months. Massive. Yeah, three months into February. Yeah. So, uh, and the economy was red hot. Uh, economic sanctions. As, um, uh, cutting off many of the Russian banks from the SWIFT messaging system, which is a, that worked well. How to how to move money around? Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know the sanctions. The sanctions, oftentimes, as most of you are aware, are against countries that then figure out ways to get around the sanctions so that their commerce, the free flow of commerce, can continue through. Um, Bad actors, what we consider to be bad actors, and third party. So that was Russia. Uh, that was in February. If we look at March, so in March, <laughs> stocks recovered a portion of their losses from January and February, but bonds extended their drop 
resulting in the worst quarter for fixed income since 1980. 42 years. And uh, all the math. And the the market had a bit of recovery. We saw um, the first half of of March, the the markets were doing poorly. Then the the Dow kind of whipped that up and was up about 7% from the low point as um, the feds were kind of putting out their plan of what they're going to be doing as far as raising rates. And And we saw... Uh, inflation hit 7.9%. So so that's 7% in January, 7.5% in February, 7.9% in March. And and just not to take thunder away from December, um, the December numbers, uh, November numbers, we were back to 7% inflation. It's, it has ticked down. You'll see as yes. we kind of go through these things. But we also saw the um, yield curve invert in March. And that's where short-term interest rates are higher than long-term interest rates, which seems counter. You think that if you're going to willing to buy, a, let's say, a longer CD, you're going to higher rate. Well, with an inverted yield curve, long-term bonds, say a 10-year treasury, is a, at an interest rate lower than what a short-term one would be. Which often is a precursor to... A recession. A recession. Yeah, was, often, but not always, but often. Same thing like the stay in May, stay in January. Whatever all those sayings. <laughs> yeah, whatever Don't those sayings anything. go. But it's, um, you know, in fact, well, we are in the month of December now. The, this is the first time I can remember the Federal um, Reserve actually saying what they thought they were going to do with interest rates in two years and three years out. Did you see that? Where they, no, like, they just announced. <clears throat> where they just announced a few weeks ago, we're going to, Increase them here, but we think three years from now and four years yes, from now we're going to. Did I? I, I actually don't pay much attention to that. I I read most financial news. Uh, I don't watch uh, television news almost almost never, and I, I like to read my consume my news through reading. And I, I I don't even read much on the Fed stuff. It's all I don't know. I just, well, I just thought, I thought it was curious because I had never seen that before. I read the actions, but when the Jerome's talking about the. the what? His thoughts, I don't know. It's just noise to me. It's not. Well, okay. Well, I read <laughs> but it. you read it, so good for I you. Read it. I just thought, I don't remember a time when they would actually forecast where interest rates, well, first of all, they used to not forecast them at all. At all, yeah. At all. But now they, they actually, I can't remember a time where they actually forecast them You think they actually have a clue where no. things are going to be three years from now? Nah, you know, basically, when I heard that, I thought to myself, he's telling everyone it's going to get really painful for the time being, but it will be better in the future. That's what he was yeah, saying. Well, that's an easy one to say. I can say that. <clears throat> okay. okay, for April, the S&P 500, the broad stock market, fell almost 9% in April. I feel like I'm bringing up a lot of bad news, right? <laughs> well, it was a rough year. Yeah. It was the worst month since March of 2020. And, of course, all the other indexes were off. The NASDAQ, which is the mostly tech stocks, uh, down 13.2%. And uh, bonds uh, didn't do well either. Bond values fell uh, 3.8%. So it was an absolutely dreadful month for and investors. Consumer price index, which is a measure of inflation, um, was at a 40-year high of 8.5%. Which means, obviously, what that means is if something cost $100 last year, it cost $108.50 this year. Yeah, and uh, people were then starting to look at negative GDP. April. This was a. This is a. This is a depressing show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
don't know if I want to finish the year. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. That is news stories. Well, <laughs> I've got some. So uh, some, some positive. No, March. My son uh, was in paragliding and a paraglide instructor in Colombia. Okay, that's and, positive. And made a decision not to continue that in his career path. That was positive. That was positive. Your son stopping something was positive. He was a paraglide instructor. It was still- after a Boston College education. Okay, positive news. How does this affect the listeners? It doesn't. I'm just <laughs> shifting. Year. I'm thinking of myself. You're personal. Myself. Okay. May. We'll look at May of this year. Uh, we had. <laughs> Yeah. What did happen in May? Not much. Oh, well, the feds did start hiking rates uh, in May is when they started hiking rates. And this is when crypto first started having its cracks. Oh. And uh, Terra collapsed. Remember the stable coin? Whatever the stable coin is supposed to mean. <laughs> Whatever stable. <laughs> stable compared to what? <laughs> they made, it's only made up terms there. I know it's stable coin. Stable coin. How did that stable coin and crack? Bitcoin closed below thirty thousand. Oh, that's awful. Who cares? But Bitcoin was at a high of six. Well, if you own Bitcoin, I get, look at. I have never. I you've. I've said it before on this show, time and time again. This is a beanie babies pyramid scheme without the beanie babies. You're, we're bidding up something that actually has no backing, none, zero. There's no, there's not been any shenanigans in this industry. Oh my god! Which we'll talk later as we get through the year. Okay, that was May, and May was um a good news. May was my thirtieth wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations! So I'm to something <laughs> personal and good for um, the month of yeah. May. Yeah, it was um, uh, so June, inflation came out again at. This time, 8.6%. Well, so the acceleration is still there, but the acceleration has slowed down. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. still happening. It's still upward, but the, the, but the upward curve isn't quite as steep. To, I mean, as today or back in June? Back in June. Yeah. And that then is the, correct. It's the, the growth of it has slowed. And because of that, uh, because of this high inflation rate, the... Uh, Fed actually um, 75 basis points or three quarter percent rate hike in June. And this was the largest in 27 years. So this is telling us in June that the federal reserve is essentially saying, we're not going to allow this inflation to continue for much longer. We are doing whatever we can to stop it. At the same time, the parts of government were actually giving out, Piles and piles of money to different organizations, including people, debt forgiveness of yes, all sorts, which was driving inflation. In certain states, including the one in which we are broadcasting this show from, was putting in economic things for the pandemic, which, look, it, but, but, I just saw California. But, it's the U.S. Is, there's billions of dollars more in unemployment that you can qualify That's for. right. Right. If you chose not to go to get a job because you're fearful of COVID or something. Yeah. This is June of 2022. So. It, but it, you know, it's interesting how the feds, instead of just seeing the inflation say, we're going to raise interest rates two and a half percentage, two and a half percent. They don't do that. 
We're going to raise a little bit now, a little bit later, a little bit later, a little bit later. It's kind of like they're slow. They're trying to slow things down, which is exactly what they're doing. They're trying to slow the economy some to get inflation down without slowing it so much it's we drive off a cliff and have a recession. C- correct. Otherwise, you'd get whiplash. So if this was a, if this was a, if you think of the economy, I'm going to use a, an analogy, pretty simple one. If you think that the economy is a speeding car going down the street, you slam those brakes on and come to an immediate stop, which is what a two and a half percent increase in the interest rates would do. Oh, yeah, we create yeah, all yeah. kinds of whiplash. There'd be <laughs> damage. You would be damn. So it's slowly, and it's. I mean, because there's a lot of borrowing that the interest rate is based upon the Federal Reserve rates. There's a lot of variable interest rates, oh, yeah. in, especially in corporate America, uh, oh, yeah. that is based on, a, a, as a basis, what this interest rate is plus a margin. So it's allowing businesses to titrate their growth to what's happening in the economy. Um, but at the same time, if you think about it from the Federal Reserve, if I, I thought about them the other day. I'm like, this has got to be a very, very, very difficult job because – you you can't see all everything in the numbers because things are lagging. Oh yeah, right. So they interest rates. All we can look at is yesterday. That's right, <laughs> and not even so. You so you're like all these tech people are laying people off. You read about them getting laid off. You don't hear about when they actually hit the unemployment line. They might not. They might be on payroll for a month. Well, and there's months. the severance. And this severance. I'd have three months severance or six months severance. But yes, it takes a while. Uh, July, S&P enjoyed the best month since November 2020. It was up 9.2%. Congratulations, <laughs> S&P. And bonds were up 2.4%. So we saw both those were going up quite a bit in the month of July. Go figure. That's how the markets do things, right? Uh, and this was also at a time when they're starting to look at there's a real chance we are going to be we're in a recession. And then if you remember they were starting to have some discussion, well, is a recession how do we define a recession? A recession is not really defined all that kind of garbage. Well, th- this was also the month uh July is when Biden announced his uh t- loan forgiveness, student loan forgiveness of up to 20,000 bucks a person, which is still working its way through the courts. And that was July. <laughs> Thank you. But if you think about it, it's up 9%. So month after month, your portfolio is getting racked through most of the year. And then all of a sudden, July. Wow. Look at this. So this is actually why it's difficult. This goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. This is really why it's difficult to time a market. Right. You look at things all over the place. Because you're like, I can't stand this anymore. I got to get out. And then you miss July. And then August comes and about half of July's gains were erased. Yes. (laughs) So that's what, and the long-term interest rates rose dramatically over in the month of August. And interest, uh, and inflation was at 8.5 a year over year. And this is when we had, the Senate approved the $430 billion Inflation Reduction Act. Spending money on climate change, clean energy. Why 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 did no one hold them for uh, misinformation? When you, I mean, (laughs) They had the package, and someone said, why don't we put something inflation on it? That way people are going to like it. If they were a corporation, they would have got – the FTC would have fined them for 
For actually, or somebody would have been sued for false advertising. For the Inflation Reduction Act? Yes. Because that's what you need to do. If you want to tame inflation, you put more money into it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, my. You give the demand higher. <laughs> oh, it is an upside-down world, world yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so September, stocks and bonds were both punished in September. Uh, large cap stocks fell 9.2%. Small caps fell 9.6%. International were down 9.3%. Emerging markets were down 11.7%. Interest rates went up again by three quarters of a percent at third straight yeah. time. And it, by the end of September, if you owned the Bloomberg bond index, broad index of bonds, your return for those bonds were down almost 15% year to date. Worst Just- year in bonds in 50 years? We did see the CPI start to decline a bit. So July was 8.5, and August it was 8.3, and it dropped to 8.1 in September. So it um, inflation was. And Liz Truss was the shortest uh, prime minister in Britain's history. Oh, that was something to watch. That was something to watch. That was something to watch. Bizarre, wasn't it? Oh, you know, just for uh, a side note, um, there is on is it Netflix. On Netflix or HBO, there is a series on the Murdochs, the Murdoch family, a documentary about the Murdoch family. You liked it, I guess. It's worth watching. Okay. Murdoch's on Netflix. It's either Netflix or HBO. It is worth watching. And the reason I bring this up is the tie to to government in England. And Liz Truss? Uh, not Liz, but uh, it may have had someone with Liz. I'd actually forgotten her name. It's like she was the shortest. She was, it was like it was months. It was months. But but the, but they talk about many of the relationships between the Murdochs and the uh, Prime Minister. Sounds riveting. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Okay, October stocks roared back in October. October is supposed to be a bad month, right? Like January, whatever happens, January happens. October's supposed to be a bad month. The Dow was up 14% in October. It's the strongest monthly return since 1976. And get this, it had the best October ever as far as returns go. This is, um, I was talking to a client a couple of weeks ago, and they said, you know, the markets are rough, but the whiplash is really getting to me. And they said it's up, oh. and then it's down, and then it's up, and then it's down. We also saw mortgage rates uh, rose above 7%. Come October. November of this year. Scott, we're not really seeing this in home prices, though, yet. We started to see it a little bit, but I thought that the, these higher interest rates would affect home prices. We're much. seeing um, the volume of home sales decline quite a bit. Significantly. And the refi market's done, right? It's, it's frozen. November, we saw positive months again for the S&P and for the NASDAQ. Um, it was a good time for that. And we saw inflation starting to creep back down a bit. That was November. That was October. November. We're on November. November. Oh, I'm sorry. And we saw this same time, the FTX's token fell 80% on liquidity concerns. On liquidity concerns. And, of course, December, which we are now at the end of December, end of the year, FTX is in um, bankruptcy. What a house of cards that whole thing was. That whole thing. The whole thing. The whole crypto thing. The whole thing. It, it, 
it, it is beyond me. I, I had one economist who said in five years, he says crypto is either going to be zero or a million dollars. He says, I think it's going to be zero, but I'm not discounting but, the fact it could be worth a million. But bucks. Scott, it just goes back time and time and time again. We've talked about it on this show. Throughout the year, we talked about the special purpose acquisition companies that were real big in 2021 that oh, yeah. they, they all started, many of them lost significant 50, 60, 80% of their value. I tell you what, though, here's the end of the year. We just kind of went through some of the economic stories for the year. We're going to have new economic stories in 2023, right? The important thing is, is to make sure that your financial plan, your investment plan is allocated properly. You've got the right things in place to what, what, to participate regardless of what happens and, and be on a path to accomplish your financial goals and objectives. And don't get sidetracked by bright and shiny, bright and shiny new investments, the noise, get rich quick schemes. Don't get sidetracked by that. Pick a path. Make sure that your investment philosophy is sound, that you can live with it, you can stick with it, and stay with it. Yeah, and if you look back over 2022, and as we were talking about, like, you think, oh, I made a wrong time, and then I made a wrong time, then, and maybe it's clearly time for you to, maybe it's time for you to hire a professional that can help you with this. Or, or understand who you are and how to protect yourself from yourself. Or maybe hire a professional. Uh, granted, I'm biased. I've been in, we, we've both been three decades as financial advisors. A good financial advisor more than pays for themselves, but uh, there's maybe 5% of the population that doesn't need a financial, could do with that. Well, half the population doesn't have two nickels, so there's yeah. not much to plant. But anyway, we're out of time. Hey, want to let everyone know that uh, on Thursday, January 19th from 3 to 4 Pacific, we're going to have a time we're sitting in the studio taking questions, calls, taking your calls. Uh, email us at questions at moneymatters.com right now to sign up. Again, that's questions at moneymatters.com. Put your question in and we'd love to take your call on Thursday, January 19th. It's been great being here with you. Uh, thank you for 2022. This has been All Worth Money Matters.